is Notorious P.O.D. The name's John Bass on this M.I.C. I brought a couple man alongside of me. I got Gary Roy Smith in the place to boot. We got murder stats and guests galore. You know we're talking real hip-hop folklore. And we're gonna cover all the goddamn classics. Notorious P.O.D. We're gonna smash it. Peace! Hello and welcome to a hungover edition of what's the podcast called? Notorious POD. Oh, Hi, mate. fuck, mate! On a scale of one to ten, how hungover are you? Um, I'm very hungover. Yeah, I feel really bad. So I hope you lot appreciate this because we are in a bad way here. Yeah. What um, happened? What happened last night? Oh, mate, no fucking man. clue. We were out in East London, and we started at Oval Space at like an event, and we were fine there. Then we decided to leave there. And it was only like seven o'clock. Went to a pub, and I think we just smashed pints in there. Oh, and then went to some place in like Roman Road or Ridley Market, somewhere like that. Yeah. And got crunk. Fuck's sake. Yeah, you were sick last night. I'm not sure how this podcast is going to go, mate. To be honest, but. Should be should be a laugh. Um, so yeah, I'm your host John Bass. I'm joined by my best friend, drinking buddy, and general geezer, Gary Roy Smith. Hi, mate. Britain's sickest man. Um, Easily. How's things? You good? Yep. Apart from the hangover. Yeah, we we just tried to eat some Quiznos. Mm. That was alright, wasn't it? Yeah. And how's the Seven Up treating you? Badly. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, mate. It's not, it's not going down well. Oh, no. But then I just. Don't think anything is going to eat today, to be honest. No, just probably a lot of sick and mm. shit down the toilet. Um, so just a reminder, this is one of our, what we call like a bonus episode. And we've got a new series of bonus episodes all about essentially other genres. So grime, R&B, soul, UK hip-hop, etc. Um, expect to hear, you know, uh, bonus episodes on Boy in the Corner. It's all about the stragglers, Born to Do It, Voodoo, Original Pirate Material, other great albums from other great genres. Uh, in the first episode of this type, we did uh, Kano's debut, Home Sweet Home. Um, people seem to give us really good feedback on that, so um, thanks for those that listened. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, but now we're going to get into the Godfather's album, Treading on Thin Ice. Um, Gaz, why um, why did we pick this one, mate? Um, in terms of grime albums, it's, as you mentioned, mate, it's, it's, it's critically acclaimed, isn't it? I mean, mm. it was Wiley's first um studio release yeah. um, off the back of an awful lot of mixtapes that he did obviously with his so, uh, solo um, yeah. with, his, with his own career and um, yeah it was a uh, it was his first uh, record yeah and you said to me this was this is pretty much your favourite grime it album is. it is it, it, it is it's um, one of those albums that I just had I've listened to an awful lot of times. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really, um, I know it very, very well. And when you mention about it, it's kind of the kind of album that, you know, I can easily recite. I don't, you know, I just, I know every every lyric on that album. Yeah. Like, I just know that, like, it's, it's just, it's just amazing. It's classic material for sure. Definitely. Well, what we'll do in true um, Notorious POD style is we'll get into the murder stats. Uh, if you've never listened to any episodes before, basically what it is is we tell you the facts and stats about this album. 
um, and then we go through and talk about it. So we are going to give you your murder stats for Wiley's Treading on Thin Ice. Peace. These are your murder stats for Wiley's Treading on Thin Ice. Treading on Thin Ice is the debut album by UK grime artist Wiley, released on XL Recordings. It was released on the 26th of April 2004, and the album is seen as a critical success in grime music with an enduring and influential forward-facing sound. However, commercially the album did not do as well, with one single, What Do You Call It, a song addressing the debate over the categorisation of grime music, making the top 40 in the UK music charts. The album, along with Dizzy Rascal's Boy in the Corner, are seen as the blueprint of the grime genre. Many artists have cited Treading on Thin Ice to be the pinnacle of grime. It produced two singles, What Do You Call It, released 5th of April 2004, and Pies, also released 2004. Those are your murder stats for Wiley's Treading on Thin Ice. Peace. So those are your facts and stats for the album. Um, mate, anything kind of standing out from you there? I mean, I guess like the fact is sort of essentially two singles. Yeah. One of them, what you call, would you call it, which is wasn't the massive hit from that album. Um, yeah, not so. Would you call it pies? I think were the releases. Yeah, but definitely not the best tracks on the album. Yeah. For it's me. interesting choices for releases, I think. Yeah. Um, yes, it's it's weird. Um, I mean, what do you call it? Like, obviously, it was his message, wasn't it? Yeah. It was it was Wiley saying, "I'm the I'm the Godfather of Grime." Like, it's kind of like a line in know, the sand, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. Old and new. Definitely, it wasn't wasn't really. Maybe you knew it wasn't like the best track on the album, but. You know, yeah, it's kind of it needed. It needed to come out really because it was his explanation, wasn't it, of, yeah. of what he's done and how he's made grime and blah blah blah. You know, yeah, it's kind of a message to the streets, wasn't it? Like, yeah, garage is over. This is my new thing. We're a little blaster. It's quite retro hearing it now. Yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, it was so different, like to anything that was out at the time. I loved the video as well. Yeah, the video with everyone in it. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, it was fucking, it's fucking great. Video. That was great. Um, can you remember, like, when you first come across this? Because at this time in our lives, we, like, we kind of uh, had followed like Pay As You Go, and like we knew obviously of Wiley and, and yeah, and that before they were making albums. And I think it was a really interesting time because like the whole kind of garage scene and then what what became like the grime scene. We were like, with, unlike a lot of the hip hop albums we talk about, we were actually living through that. Yeah, and it was like for sure. amazing to us that they were making albums. Definitely, like it was so exciting. It was like your your people had made it. You know, it was like yeah. felt quality. Like, can you remember what it felt like when you bought the CD? Um, yeah, mate, it was just really, really exciting. I actually come across what you call it for the first time on probably on Channel U. I think. Yeah. Um, where, you know, typically like an unsigned artist or or perhaps you know um an urban artist independent would have like a, a music video pretty low budget yeah and just put put it out on on channel u and um i think that was the first time i come across it um but yeah mate 100 percent. i mean w what was funny about the way that we were kind of listening to music back then was all like our exposure to these artists were 
was like tape packs and CDs and yeah. stuff like that. And funny enough, like you didn't even know what these guys really looked like. Yeah, you know, it's a good shout, mate. It's like until you actually see them, it's weird. Like you, you build yeah. up a picture in your mind as to what they what they actually look like because it's just the way that you we consume music back then. And um, Wiley was always my favourite MC from Page You Go, but Page You Go generally from my personal opinion was such a um talented uh group yeah such a talented group and um i kind of always compare them to um wu-tang mm. i always think it's like garages wu-tang yeah it's a great show, i always always um thought of it like that and uh wiley was you know for me definitely um you know he, he was the most talented out of out of all of them i think yeah and god's I'm, gift as well was yeah. very 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 good major ace major ace yeah um and also for a, for a long time like Plague. no we was like the fucking boy big boy tune definitely and i remember just like cuz you never heard it really like it like you heard it on like pirate radio and stuff you never heard it out like when people would like garage was still um then was very much like poppy to a certain extent in the sense of it was like the vocal tracks and stuff yeah. and people weren't really playing these sort of like grime tunes on nights out so you never really heard it the only t- time you heard it yeah was like on pirate radio or something like that so it was kind of it was kind of like like weird um, oh shit kind of weird to like hear it yeah uh, but it's just such a fucking banger like, like <laughs> I remember when you first played this to me and I was like what the fuck is this so yeah that was a fucking monster tune yeah. so obviously I was always a bit like it's a good shout actually the comparison with Wu-Tang because like Heartless Crew for example you can make draw the parallel with them and like De La Soul and Tribe Called yeah, Quest very much like about so. the feeling and the emotion and like yeah. happiness and then Page you go come around and it's like fucking guns arms house and fucking yeah it was like it was really exciting at the time and it was like it was really fresh in the scene totally mate um and that was one of the things I was going to ask you a little a little bit later on but I'll ask you now like it was almost fucking like gutting when Page you go and heartless like clashed yeah uh, but it was also like have you heard about the heartless Page you go clash yeah it's defining moment wasn't it? it was huge it was incredible and to be fair um I'm going to say this now see get your view but. Bushkin stood down a whole crew on his own. Oh, mate. Bushy B. Fucking ledge. Fucking savaged an entire crew by himself. He did. And interestingly, <laughs> when you listen to The Clash, like, Wiley played quite an important role in, in The Clash because, mm. like, Wiley, um, like, he w- he was kind of, like, trying to settle it down at first. Mm. And it's weird, like, you, you kind of hear, like, you kind of hear him saying, like, you know, let's not, let's not go there, let's not go yeah. there sort of thing. And then, um, and then Bushkin just fucking loses it, Mighty Mo, and then Fonty, like, just, it's really, it's really interesting, like, that, that, for, for us in Garage, that was the Tupac Biggie moment, yeah, you know. Yeah, really was, mate. It's amazing, like, right there, and I remember hearing about it, I went to a record shop at, um, the, do you remember the old record shop in Hitchin? Um, little, tiny little one, and uh, I got chatting to the guy in there about it, I mean, I was only, obviously, a lot younger, um, what were we then? Probably fifteen, maybe a bit younger. Must have been, mustn't we? Maybe. Anyway, it was like, it was like early 
yeah, early 2000s, so like yeah. 15, 16, 17, yeah. something like that. And um, I remember going in the record shop and he was like, he was like, oh, this has happened. Um, there's a few people got recording. And I was like, great. And I went on to a, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a like a blog or a feed or whatever, like a chat like a chat room. Oh type yeah, thing. The, there was that garage one that was like a like a chat room that had yeah. all the rumors in there. It was great. That and, was um, a ledge, and it was all like um, like trending. Yeah, <laughs> like back then, trending. And um, I remember chatting to this guy on there, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll send you the tape." And he posted me the tape of the clash. Oh, savage and it just had um, it just arrived I was like really excited it come through the post and it had like um, pay as you go heartless clash on the on the tape cassette fucking um, hell it was fucking amazing like you think about how much music has changed since, mm. since then like how we consume it so differently now I mean it'd just be on Twitter now right yeah and then I was like having to find it and yeah. get it sent to me yeah. on a on a fucking cassette it's like the mythology around music was so much more interesting because now it's like people would be there, they'd be filming it on their phone. Yeah, exactly. And it'd be up the same night. And so it's like everyone sees it, everyone knows about it. Whereas the only way you could like really have said it is if you were there. Yeah. And then like it drip feeds the rumours, like, oh, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. And then you get that tape pack when it's yeah. released, like however many months later, and the first thing you do is fucking forward to their set and just go oh my god this is going to be amazing yeah and like some of the moments from those tape packs like I remember mate the first time uh, although he was a bit like he's ended up being a bit shit but like when Tinchy Strider was like I put things in boots when yeah, like, yeah, the first yeah. time he came out that was mental like yeah. that was a massive thing and everyone's like oh my god this Tinchy Strider is going to be incredible yeah that's right and it was mad and then and obviously Dizzy as well and Dizzy exactly and Wiley bought Wiley bought him through you know as, as part of Page You Go um and moments like that just have been, um, you know, like you say earlier, mate. Moments, lines in the sand, aren't they? You know, they really are important moments to to our musical scene, really. Mate, one hundred percent. And especially if you look, and we've got some questions about like where the UK music scene is now. And I would say that like Garage was one of um, the first sort of music scenes, like genuine music scenes, that was like created in the UK, and has developed into and built a scene on the back of it you know if you think about like yeah. UK music now and, and the radio stations that essentially just play grime or the shows that just play grime and the, the artists that have come out of that scene are now mainstream artists and considered like big dogs in, in music not just in like urban music Yeah, but that all started with like the kind of invention essentially of Garage and how Garage grew and how Grime grew out of Garage and, and now we've got what we've got in the UK and it's, yeah. it's an amazing thing and, and you know we talk about it all the time on um, on the sort of regular episodes about like, looking back and what it must have been like to be in the 90s in New York when you know the as we kind of refer to the golden era those albums were being like released and it must have been so exciting. Like it wasn't a really exciting time to be like into garage and into grime uh, back then. And um, yeah, this album trending on thin ice, I think is like, it definitely was a line in the sand where those MCs, you either stayed in garage MC and just did shows yeah. or you became an artist and you moved towards grime. Yeah, sure. And that, yeah, it was really, really interesting. Really is, interesting. Is Wiley the Godfather, mate? Yeah. He, I mean, for me, he, he, Grime was basically invented by Wiley. This album was the invention of that genre. Yeah, like that's. I think most people would agree with that. Maybe, maybe I've like 
had a misstep there, but no, I don't think it was this. I think it was Eskimo. Yeah, I mean, it was that whole Esky sound song, yeah. that he had. And I have to say, like one of the things that I love about this album is the the feeling of it in terms of the artwork, the names of the tracks, um, the photography. Um, it all just works so so well to that like whole you know Eskimo mm. uh, theme you know it's just like it's it's absolutely brilliant mate it's like for me that's why it's such a masterpiece like the whole thing the whole package yeah mate totally it's just it's just brilliant what um talking to that mate what what are your favourite tracks off this album mate without doubt um Doorway yeah that's a fucking incredible I mean listen to that without doubt I mean that is mental I actually still like I still think about this track an mm. awful lot you know it's also like quite an unusual song song structure like. yeah and it's yeah it's amazing yeah it's it's like I think Wiley just like really put himself like on the map in terms of like his like you say, there was no one MCing or rapping like him at this point. No. At this point in time, it was incredible, like what he was doing in terms of his, um, you know, in terms of his rhyme patterns and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I, I like, truly like, think that this is just a great, you know, it's just got everything. Yeah. It has got everything. This track, um, like the lyrics and stuff, like actually something that like you can you can kind of live your life by a little yeah. bit like it's kind of like life advice I think it's brilliant yeah. this record it's a really Truly. like yeah positive message about like yeah. kind of perseverance and you know keep going and yeah. you know it's a lot about like I think life is worth more than drugs and money it's, yeah. it's kind of like interesting concept for sure um, any of our favourites mate? yeah um, Treading on for Nice uh, which was the um, penultimate track on the, yeah, on the album track. yeah and again I think Instrumentally, yeah, it's quite similar to Doorway as well. Very much so, yeah. But to me, it was that that Eskimo sound, you know, yeah. like the 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 way in which he's he structured the track is just really good. Like I love that sound. Like it's really like it sounds nice. So mate, me. I am um, I discovered something the other day. So you know, like people say, like Wiley created this sound, yeah. Now listen to that, that, like that. that. Right. That's what is referred to as the like Wiley yeah. sound, yeah. What I noticed on a Mob Deep track when we were doing the um, Infamous, yeah. Um, I noticed that they, they actually have a very similar sound on one of their tracks off this album called Q U Hectic. Now you t listen to this and tell me that Wiley didn't nick this. I opened my eyes to the streets where I was raised as a man. I learned to use my hands for protection and stuff from storm. I blow some doubles. I'm coming from Queens, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, that sounds like so much like that. And I wonder whether that's just pure coincidence, because obviously you're talking about like the complete like million miles apart in terms of the end result. Yeah. Whether that's just a coincidence. But I just thought that was really interesting because definitely mate. That, I've never really heard sim that similarities. Yeah, I've sure. never really heard that sound, that esky sound. Because I don't know what instrument it is that makes that wow I don't know what that is. Hey, yeah, it's gonna be um It's like it'll be some sort of synth. synth yeah, it's gonna be keyboard and it? it's gonna be like a but yeah, I just find it like really interesting. Yeah, that it's um yeah, it's really similar to that. Um, any other tracks, mate, from that album? 
Um, so because you were sent to me like the the Kano feature, the Kano one, yeah. So what is that? Not not Avalanche. It's um, special. Yeah, whatever it's special girl. Special someone. Special someone. Yeah. Um, That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Special girl. Yeah. Special girl. It's a natty intro. Yeah, mate. It's so good. Um, and then it goes into that, like the vocal. again, like that sound. To me, it's like winter. You yeah. know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like everything about it. It just makes sense. It's just when it like. Drops, I love the it? vocal. It's so loud and like piercing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking crazy. And Kano, obviously, it's nice to hear him on this track, on this album. Kano's brilliant on this, especially yeah. off the back of the, the the Lord of the Mics thing as well. Like, yeah, with them them clashing. We spoke about it, didn't we, on the last special and Mate, stuff. For and, sure. and um, you know, to have heard him on on here, I think that's pretty much it. I don't. I think he got a couple of roll deep guys and that. You know, because obviously after this. I think he did um, the Roll Deep album. Yeah. And that just never really cut it, you know. Was it, it, really never, it was all right. It just. It was a know. bit of a left turn, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was. It was not what people were expecting at all. And sometimes that's good, but it, it was very, like, like radio friendly. Yeah. And like, people weren't really expecting that. I think they thought it was going to be something for the streets. And it was just. It was a bit quite high content. Like yeah, it was a really interesting idea. But I think I think you have to think about the commercial success that that Grime was was seeing, you know, back yeah. then, and it kind of took it on its own journey. And Wiley, in particular, you know, is someone who very much so lived on the on the edge of the commercial success of of Grime because he completely changed his sound, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, when he when you think about like wearing my Rolex and stuff like that, like. The core Wiley sound was 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 still there, but it was still very. It was much more sort of commercial. Yeah, that was when I was a bit like less of a fan of it because I didn't. I didn't personally. I didn't really feel like I wanted Grime to go that way. Yeah, I really wanted it to stay like more. underground, you yeah. know, and it and it didn't obviously. Yeah, mate, for sure. Um, yeah, I would agree with you. Like, I like basically the same tracks. Uh, I really like "Pick Yourself Up" because I like the instrumental a lot. I think the instrumental is absolutely amazing. But that is garage. Yeah. So that's not blind to me. That's the only thing I would say about it. But you still got that little, yeah, like esky little step in it. It's fucking incredible. The it's fucking amazing it's so well structured and uh, the second um, track as well and like again like I sound like such a geek boy but the way that the album is structured from the game to pick yourself up yeah. um, like it's it's just per- it flows perfectly it really too. does and, and the game as well by the way it's, mm. it's fucking brilliant I mean it's like again it's like perfect introduction to the album what it's all about what Wiley's all about um, yeah it's uh, Mate, definitely it's just a great piece so obviously um, on this album so at the time like Wiley's sort of um, biggest tune was Eskimo 
as a, like a white label, just as the instrumental. Like most MCs would just fucking like go mental over it, and it was just again because it just cut through the sound. Like yeah. DJ started playing it, and you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, and the original Eskimo as well. Yeah, mm. it's because of course there were many versions, many versions yeah. of it, which Wiley did, like Esky Boy, uh, Eskimo Two, Three, etc., etc. Yeah. But I, my favourite was always the original yeah. Eskimo and I had the white label version with the um, the is it Toy Story sample yeah the claw my master the, yeah oh fuck P. Lord yeah 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 fuck the roll deep, deep version that's <laughs> fucking savage I've still got that vinyl like, fuck and it's fucking all over the place like it always used to piss me off because it was a little bit misshapen and yeah. it used to really wave and wobble and it was difficult trying to mix with it actually. That is fucking rank. Still the one, isn't it? Mate, still the one. Absolute banger. And that that was like um that was a huge moment in what was then garage. And became grime, and that tune I think started to sh- to show that what you could do within the realms of like musically with garage, but yeah. where you could take it from like a a kind of more aggressive sound. Yeah. And I think that was totally. it was massive, wasn't it? Like that was such a big tune. I think it, yeah, and I think it was. I'm talking about made, in the scene here, not like yeah. commercially, obviously. I think it was made for MCs, wasn't it? Mm. Like I mean, it was like an M- that tune is an MC's fucking dream. dream. Absolute dream. It's like everything about it's so like you can. I don't know because I'm not MC myself, but like you've dabbled, mate, of course. Mm. And um, like you can flow. Like I always remember, just like whenever I was DJing and stuff, like MCs just being able to just hop across it. It just yeah. sounded so like so good to my ear, and like I think everyone like really vibed off that that mm. tune, mate. Totally, it was massive. It was a great, a great, great tune. Yeah. Um. So production-wise, obviously, Wiley, uh, we've kind of spoken a little bit about it in terms of like his sound and how he created that. I think generally overall his kind of production on this album uh, just show, like just shows and illustrates his talent. Like, yeah. The guy's a fucking amazing musician and Definitely. creative genius. And I think, like, so the question I was going to ask you is, like, what's his legacy? And I think it's, like we've said, I mean, he's so prolific. Like, it's so much material, like mixtapes and albums and so producing prolific, for the people. Mate. It's mad. Like, he's made an awful lot of music. Shit tons. Yeah, and he's he's just like, well, mate, his legacy is he he, he created his own music. He mm. created his own sound. I mean, he's been recognised for that. You know, yeah. like he's MBE or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, show it's me, amazing. show me someone who's done that. You know, mm. I mean, that's why he just doesn't, for me, still doesn't get the credit he deserves. Yeah, same. Um, oh, fucking hell, the Drake and Wiley. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, mate. Now, there's there's two people. Your bomber wall. Who's Drake a bomber wall? <laughs> oh, mate, it's so good. Oh, I really want to see them go at it. I'd love to see a fucking Drake-Wiley clash. I mean, it it end in tears would, for Drake. Would destroy him, mate. It, destroy his career it would be savage mate. I think it's a completely different culture as well just like, undress him mate fucking yeah. brutalise him he would it would be it would be savage yeah he would um, yeah that's for sure I mean yeah why for me I think he's spot on mate I think his, um, his legacy uh, might not be regarded as what it should be like the no. guy literally created a whole scene like not he like created a genre of music and then built a scene and that scene has now created multiple millionaires and totally, multiple mate. artists and 
people who can earn a living off the back of it. Like, yeah, and he's he's responsible. He's for that. responsible for that by sitting in his bedroom making this these music and then changing how we perceive like what garage is about. I think it's um, it, it's really interesting. We we're talking about it before about what you call it, and I was going to ask about like sort of favorite lyrics and verses and stuff. And I think what sums it up perfectly in terms of the, the you know we mentioned about line in the sand is is his bars from uh, what you call it yeah and it's like garage I don't care about garage listen to this it don't sound like garage who told you that I met garage Wiley Cat's got his own style and it's not garage make it in a studio and not in a garage here in London there's a sound called garage this is my sound and it sure ain't garage I heard they don't like me in garage because I use their scene but made my own sound the Eskimo sound is mine recognise it's mine like he is literally like in the most just literal way telling going, you isn't I'm he? fucking made my own thing then you can fuck off exactly and you know, as much as we both love Garage, I think at that time there was a little bit of hate towards the way it was moving away from essentially a, a party music and the MCs would just be there uh, to, as an addition to, well, why don't we make this an artistic thing and create yeah. albums and songs? And I think there was a real like, backlash to that. And I think this was his like statement, a bit of like a fuck off. For me, for me it was the transition away from the DJ to the MC yeah. that's what it was Spot on, all mate. about like it wasn't you know you you have to remember that back in the day MCs were there to support the DJ yeah. that's what it was still all about the DJ yeah. and that's exactly the same as um, hip hop yeah. it's exactly the same um, and Garage is, is no different and that's why I think there's real true parallels there mate you know? totally um where do you think Wiley sits in terms of as an MC versus him as a producer like in UK music because he's one of those rare people where he's like and I'm not making a comparison here by the way but like Kanye for example he produces for other people and himself and he's also like respected as a as a rapper yeah, yeah. so like Wiley is like that in the sense of like he makes everything for himself and he's like yeah. regarded as like one of the big dogs in the scene so it's like Definitely, it's probably like if you take out the whole legacy thing, if you just look at him in isolation, he's still got to be like top tier anyway. Yeah, right? just definitely. as a just as a like artist, basically. Oh, mate, for sure. And um, you know, I think he's one of those people. Put put it this way, you know, like as an artist, as a UK artist, whoever you are, however big or whatever, he's just a genius. He's someone who I would want there in terms of his creativity from his from a creativity perspective mm. I mean he's just like he's just head and shoulders mate. I mean again show me someone who's doing that now mm. they ain't they ain't doing it mate like certainly in you know urban music it's just like I can't I can't you know fair play the, the guy enough really for, mm. for what he's done mate for sure um, what um like we talked a little bit about the features obviously with Kano and obviously there's no no Dizzy which at the time was a big uh, statement really because you know they were so kind of intrinsically linked at that point in time yeah um, so the admission of Dizzy was kind of a, like a kind of a big moment when he wasn't on the album and this was obviously around the time when they, they fell out for the first time yeah uh, it's a shame isn't it because Wiley on Dizzy's album is fucking brilliant and yeah. the thought of them being on a track together on this album would have been great um, it's a shame isn't it I just well, think yeah, it would have been great but you got you got reasons on there, which is obviously the, um, you know, the, the story mm. as, to, yeah, exactly. as to what happened. And at this point in time, they'd had a they'd had a very big fallout, hadn't they, um, over whatever. And that's just the way it worked out. I mean, I think um, they've been an out and 
in and out of uh, friendships, I think. And, um, you know, it's just the way it is now. It's like, yeah, this is reason to do it. You know, when something happens, it happens for a reason. Yeah. Savage, that. It all happens for a reason. Just brush your shoulders, you get me? This is a great instrument. It is great. And that yeah. is, again, it's like peak Wiley, isn't it? Like, oh, mate. Like high pitchy synths. It's not really, like, loud. Yeah. Like, in, like do you Larry. know what I mean? It's Larry, but in Aggressive. a good way. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Shat. Shit. Did you just shat on this yeah. podcast? I did. The sound you just heard was Gaz's anus. Mate, honestly, I feel so bad. Mate, you look like you're just going to throw up all over the desk. I might. Ah, savage. I might if I smell that shit anywhere near me. That is going to be just, just rank. Sorry, mate. It's all right. Um, right, well, let's get this over and done with. Let's get into some listener questions before we fuck off. Um, we had a question from at Connor G underscore E. And he says, a question I've had for a bit. Would you say for the first time possibly ever the UK rap slash grime slash drill scene is beating the US rap slash hip-hop scene in terms of quality and general progression of the genres? I'd say it is. I'd say this is the, probably the first time where the stuff we're putting out in the UK is like leading the light and the US are taking a lot of prompts from what we're doing. Yeah, I like, mean... I, I don't think... I mean, It was still t- never to be, be to the same commercial success. No, or, can't but, be. But, I mean, in terms of the, the music itself, of course, we're going to be biased. But, yeah, I, I would say that it, it is, to be fair. You yeah. know, personally, I just think um, it still, like, maintains its own identity, yeah. which is great. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like what we're trying to do here is, is, like, in any way copying what's going on over in the US. So, yeah. I think they're going in a very weird, strange, direction. crap direction, which, obviously, we covered on the last yeah. pod. And like we're still maintaining that like London sound, mm. like you can still tell a, a track that's made by a UK artist, a UK producer, you know. And I think that's mm. great that we've got that identity. Definitely, and I think that like again we we spoke a, a bit earlier about you know how from garage to where it is now, um, how things have changed, and that for me just kind of yeah it shows you how it's developed and grown and got to where it's got to, which is an yeah. amazing thing. So yeah, good question, Connor. Thanks, for that, mate. Um, so, friend of the show, um, Michael Thomas, aka the Black Bump. Uh, would you put your hand in Gaz's dog to get Ree's ring back if he swallowed it? What is so weird? Fuck's sake! Fucking hell, bump. So, would I f- essentially finger Gaz's dog to get Ree's engagement ring back? This is my fiance's ring. Um, yeah, probably if I had to. Does that makes you feel better, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, all right. I finger his dog, bump. Yeah. Fuck's sake! Uh, it's just why, 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 why that? Would you put your finger in a pet to get your ring back for your missus, guys? No. You wouldn't. No, I'd wait for if it come out, it come out. But I certainly wouldn't harm a dog, mate. Would it harm it? They might enjoy it. Be quite traumatic for the dog, wouldn't it? Don't mm. you think? Might enjoy it. I don't know. People, Unlikely, yeah. I'd suggest. Would you rather? Would you rather eat a whole jar of mayonnaise or a whole tub of butter? Oh, you're going to be so ill after that. Whichever you go for. Um, mayonnaise. Yeah, probably mayonnaise. Just because it's, it doesn't have that like, creamy, 
sort of it's, I don't know it's just like for me it's just like it'd be better to taste it well also have you ever had like um, oh, be disgusting, though, tuna mayo yeah yeah. You use a shit ton of mayonnaise don't you, you do, so yeah. you know that you could eat a lot of mayonnaise yeah, but you, you don't put really... tuna in it as well though don't you I know but what I mean is like you're in terms of being able to eat that much mayonnaise, you can do quite a lot. Sure. Whereas you'd never eat that much butter in one butter. sitting. I was just eating butter. It's just horrible. Oh, Rank. Mate, this makes me feel ill now. All right. Would you rather pee up. every time you stand up or poo every time you sit down? <laughs> That's the quality. Um, Wee, because it doesn't smell as bad. Yeah, and you just wear something like a uh, like catheter. Yeah. So that when you're getting up and you just piss into that. Imagine like you go and sit in your car and shat in the seat. Ah. Be fucking horrible. Would you rather be eaten by maggots from the inside out or ants from the outside in? <laughs> oh fuck. Probably ants. Probably ants. At least it looks cool. Like people be like, oh my god, oh, this is genuinely making me feel ill now. Ah, brilliant. Um. Would you rather live without music or live without TV? I think we know the answer to that one. Which one would you go for? Definitely without TV. Yeah, I think I'd as well. Music really lifts my mood, man. If I like want to feel in a good way, then I could just put some music on. Music's been around an awful lot longer than fucking TV. That's yeah, that's true, mate. Um, This one apply. Both of these apply to me anyway. So I'll ask you: Would you rather have a two-inch penis or man boobs? I've already. I've got both, so it's fine. Man boobs. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, would you rather pole dance naked for your parents or make out with them? <laughs> Fucking hell. Pole dance naked? Yeah, same. I don't really want to kiss my no. mum. That's an easy one. Or my dad, for that matter. That's an easy one. I mean, it could be a lot, a lot. it could be quite funny pole dance. Like, it's just like. Uh, would it be funny? Probably. It's not like. They've seen you naked, haven't they? That's Already. Both, yeah. Your That's parents. Both. I mean, it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. My son. Like, mm. he's just naked, isn't he? Um, one last one then. Would you rather die by a zombie attack or a shark attack? Zombie attack, because I want to be in a fucking zombie apocalypse, mate. What um, what weapon would you use? You know, like in... Um, chainsaw. Dead. Chainsaw's no, good. No, I wouldn't have a chainsaw. Fuel, though, mate. If you run out of fuel, it's a bit useless, isn't it? It's just yeah. a fucking heavy bit of shit to carry around. I think swords are good. Swords are good, like Michonne. I like knives. I think knives are a good idea. <laughs> Big, fuck off shiny ones. Ones that look like a skin a crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, them. All right, I think that's it, mate. That's brilliant. Um, fucking hell. Thanks a lot, mate. We've struggled. Sorry if this has been like a really bad effort, but we're really, really hungover, so just deal with it. Yeah, but fair play to Wiley. I could talk about Wiley and what he's done forever mate yeah. to be honest and, and you know we're going to like revisit a lot of stuff in terms yeah. of like going into more detail maybe like artist profiles so talk about like an artist and go through yeah. their, their and career and if, if you if you listen to this and you and you because I know we have some American listeners mm. don't we if you, if you listen to this and you're, you're in the US and you've not really come across Wiley before um, basically you know this is this is a, an actual masterpiece from the UK yeah. um, it's well up there with um, you know Boy in the Corner Home Sweet Home you know for me those are the top three albums and you know you've just got to listen to it really yeah. um, it's just just an amazing album yeah it's a good shout and I think hopefully with these bonus episodes we're going to be covering more like UK classic albums good. that hopefully will intru- like, introduce 
some of our listeners from other countries who maybe aren't familiar with them yeah. to some new stuff. Because so. I want to do original Pirate material Yeah, as well. exactly. Because, exactly. again, that's another album that I just know very, yeah. very well. Listen to for it sure. a lot. So, look, thanks very much for listening. If you're not following us already, it's at NotoriousP underscore O underscore D. Tell all your friends and anyone you think might enjoy it because um, we'd really like you to, to listen to more of our episodes. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's the same handle, at the real John Bass, B-A-S-S. Uh, Gaz, what's your handle, mate? Uh, Gary Marina 07. Um, we're, like I said, the podcast is available everywhere. We've also got a uh, Spotify playlist uh, at Notorious, what is it? P. Podcast Joints. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, so you can never listen to that. Um, Gaz has got a SoundCloud account yeah, for his mixes. Uh, G Smudge. G Smudge. Uh, SMUJ. And there's um, some new garage ones on there as well, so well worth a listen. Yeah. Oh, and also, just a little bit of inside knowledge for those that listen all the way to the end of an episode. So if you're still here, thanks. Um, we had Tony D on the main pod for Reasonable Doubt. Uh, and we were talking about these bonus episodes and doing like some of these UK classics and he messaged me afterwards do you know what he said might be able to get Kalashnikov fuck can you imagine that the saga's off yeah yeah actual Ricochet Kalashnikov live in the flesh to come in and record an episode with us wow mate that will be that will be something else Tony D is working his magic so love as always Tone Um, and if we can make that happen we will we're trying to get other guests of that sort of ilk such a good album Um, murder because yeah the album's amazing but yeah if we can get like more guests from the UK scene like having a legend in a scene like Tony on was fucking brilliant um, and we'd like to get some more, you know, people of that caliber. So we'll, we'll try and get that sorted for soon. So great, uh, lots Sounds of love. Really exciting, Thanks mate. for joining us, uh, and we'll see you next time. So get ready for the next episode. Peace. This is notorious POD. The name's John Bass on this MIC. I brought a couple man alongside of me. I got Gary Roy Smith in the place to boot. We got murder stats and guests galore You know we're talking real hip-hop folklore And we're gonna cover all the goddamn classics Notorious P.O.D. We're gonna smash it Peace